0: And how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hello, my beautiful friends. It's Dawn, and welcome back to the podcast. Do you know a narcissist? Do you suspect that somebody in your life is narcissistic? Have you had some experiences with people that have left you feeling completely cold? In today's quick chat, I ask Nicole, who is a narcissistic abuse expert, how can you tell if someone is a narcissist? Please join me as she explains. I'll just start right at the beginning and just ask you to give us a rundown on what is a narcissist
1: well first of all narcissism is on a spectrum so you can be and everybody's a little bit narcissistic everybody falls on the spectrum some capacity so if we weren't somewhat narcissistic then we would have no possessions right we would just sell all our things and just not be able to survive. So on some level, we have to be a little bit selfish. So that's another word to think about when you're thinking about this is how selfish is this person? And the higher they get up on that spectrum, the closer they get to the personality disorder, which according to um, the psychology psychological industry, you have to have the disorder if you hit the first, I think there's about nine circumstances that you have to actually hit at least five of those in order to be considered a narcissist. You have to have these particular symptoms to be considered a classic psychological narcissist that has this disorder. And then it goes up into sociopathy and uh, psychopathy as well. And so you have to have another set of diagnoses in order to be considered to have the actual medical condition. But most people that you run into on the street are going to be people that have narcissistic tendencies. I like to call them narcissistic fleas or behavior patterns. So they're even, you know, more selfish than the average bear, right? So you know, people out there in the world who are so selfish that they're willing to sacrifice other people to get what they want out of any situation. Manipulators, you know, con artists, They exist, and we don't realize it um, because they don't come with a sign. They don't walk around saying, I am a narcissist or a sociopath. And because of Hollywood, we have this idea that a sociopath is someone standing next door with a knife, and we we don't realize that really they're just a person who is, their thinking is disordered or pathological, which means diseased. So they actually are not thinking clearly, almost like you would think of like a schizophrenic they're not in touch with reality. So it's just another, and there's lots of different disorders, personality disorders, like borderline personality and schizophrenia, and you can be bipolar. All of these fit along the same kind of lines as a, as a narcissist. It really is a medical diagnosis, right? So, so that's the first thing to know. And and the other thing that we always get caught up in is I need to diagnose my spouse or my boyfriend or the, my boss. I need to know where if they're a narcissist or not. No, you don't. What you need to know is how it's affecting your life. Are you bothered deeply by this person's behavior? Is this person hurting you in a manner that you cannot tolerate? That's really the question we should be asking ourselves. How's this affecting my health? How's this affecting my mental state? You know, am I so miserable that every day I get like, hives just thinking about going to work because I know my boss could potentially be in a terrible mood and he's going to attack me or verbally abuse me in front of somebody else. And so you're scared to death and now you're taking antidepressants. That's how you think about it is, is this person abusive? And if they are, then you need to take action to protect yourself on one level or another. So we can spend years trying to get down to the bottom of somebody's a narcissist or not, but it's really not that important. And even psychotherapists are very reluctant to label someone a full-blown narcissist or psychopath because of a couple of reasons. One, it's really, really hard to it's really hard to get to that reality, to come to terms with the fact that that person really does have this disease because it's insidious. It's, there's no clear cut obvious signs. So you'd have to observe this person intently Over a long period of time and see their behavior patterns in order to really be able to identify. Then you have to be a psychologist or a doctor to be able to clinically diagnose somebody. So as a layman like us, you wouldn't want to walk around. And I did that. My kids were able to diagnose narcissists by the time they were five. It was terrible. Talked about narcissists (laughs) all the time, which we all think it's so funny now that I do this for a living. 'Cause I've been talking about narcissists for like 15 years, and they all because I really wanted my kids to be educated because I did not want this to happen to them. So what what I learned, I taught to them. And now they know what it looks like and how to protect themselves, set up boundaries.
0: I know that there's a couple of different types of narcissists, aren't there?
1: So narcissists can come in a whole variety of different types and and the way you really think about it is what manipulation techniques do they use right because they all have the core underlining same behavior patterns so once you figure out how a narcissist behaves then you'll be able to identify them no matter what type they are because some of them are more interested in it just depends on what they want as well so some of them are more interested in sex so they're the type of narcissist that will just be out um trying to get as many women to fall for them so they can use them in that capacity. Um, Some narcissists are into power and control. It just depends on their circumstances, but the main types are overt or covert narcissism. That's what you're going to either run into one or the other. So an overt narcissist, somebody who's obvious narcissist, those are the guys or the women that walk in the room and love attention. They're loud, they're boisterous usually, or their persona is, they don't even have to talk, but you know them because you walk in the room and they make themselves known. It's like, here I am world. You know, you want me, everybody in the room wants a piece of this. I know my mom, this type of narcissist and she, her whole life just loves attention. She loves being the center of the room. She can work a room. She gets, she's very charming and obvious about it. So that's the type of person they, are there a guy too who thinks that, um, all the women want him. And he's, he's like a, he's a charming Don Juan. That's that overt type. But then there's a covert, which is a lot harder to identify because they're a lot more quiet about it. And they're more more passive aggressive in their, their manipulation techniques. So a narcissist an overt will just straight up abuse you and tell you, you got to put up with it because you get the privilege of being with me. Whereas a covert is more self degrading they're more they are considered the shy narcissist so they're more covert on their techniques so this is the kind of guy that is going to make you feel bad about yourself without really letting you know that he's doing it like he'll maneuver they're very manipulative and he'll maneuver things in a way to degrade you without you even realizing like are you going to wear that today well i thought you told me to let you know when when it made you look fat i you better think about like it almost like it's it's disguised in a way that makes you believe they have your best interests at heart. But really, it's a degrading manipulation technique to put you down and make you feel terrible about yourself. It's horrible. So so a covert is somebody that is sneaky or shy about their, their uh, manipulation techniques. And they're always the victim. Woe is me. They're going to tell you a huge sob story. I am, I am the, I'm always the poor kid who's always getting the poor stick and you should feel sorry for me and they do this. This is particularly damaging because when you leave one, they're going to now exploit you and tell everybody else around you that it was you that really was abusing them and really degrade your reputation to make them appear as the victim to save face with their community. And so they do a huge smear campaign and it really leaves the victims left with a terrible reputation because they just walk around lying about what happened and then people believe them because who does that right it's a hard thing for people to recognize or realize that somebody would totally make up how the relationship ended just to make themselves look good so yeah one's super obvious you know you know you want me i'm amazing and the other one is behind the scenes kind of victimized shy but still secretly believes that he's entitled to be treated with special behavior and the rules don't apply to him. and gets his way and you better give it to him or else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how does somebody become a narcissist? Is it from their own experiences growing up? I mean, we're, and we're not born a narcissist, are we?
1: So, this is a controversial concept that's still being investigated as we speak. It is not scientifically proven yet, but what they do believe is that it has a nurture and nature component. So, The nurture component is environmental. So if you are exposed to trauma of any sort, and we're talking, even if you were bullied at school or your parents were neglectful emotionally, you can still be traumatized as a child. So we get a lot of people who don't realize they went through trauma, you know, because they didn't have some seriously obvious situation happen in their childhood. And so they don't realize that, you know, just because my father favored my sister over me and totally neglect me because I wasn't a little boy, that's traumatic for a little kid. And that could actually cause serious psychological consequences people don't realize. So for someone to become a narcissist, they have to have trauma at some level in their youth as a child. And then they also have to have a genetic component, which I believe is hereditary, obviously. Almost all our genes are passed down to us through our line, right? So They have to have the genetic predisposition coupled with trauma and together that creates a narcissist. The other flip point of that is if you overindulge your child too much, you can also like, if you don't hold your kid accountable, you put them up on a pedestal and you let them bully the whole family and you just do what they want to keep them happy. That could also overindulge a child and make them believe that they are superior and deserve superior treatment through their life. It is It's a personality and that's what they call a personality disorder you're actually teaching them how to behave through exposure so you have to have those two components so if a person is born with that component but has a pretty decent childhood then more than likely they won't become a narcissist and if they
0: uh don't have the component then they won't thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at mybigloveproject and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.